Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. And in this episode, I sit down with Chad Cheney from Durango, Colorado. Chad plays a huge role in high school and collegiate cycling with the Durango Devo programs and the Skyhawk, um, Fort Lewis Skyhawk program. I learned a ton listening to him. It was really fun getting to finally formally meet Chad. I ran into him here and there on the trail, but it was great to actually sit down, get to meet him, get to talk to him. Had a lot of fun recording this episode. We just really talked about how we got into Durango. He, we touched quite a bit on high school cycling and um, just kind of how you get into it, how the program works. I thought that was really cool. Motivated me to get more involved in my community. But yeah, Chad's a super cool dude. Great example of a leader in a community. Does everything he can for kids on bikes and is just super cool. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy the episode as well. All right. And with that, we will just get right into the podcast. Thank you guys again for listening and stay warm. It's cool to see some snow in the four corners area already. And, um, yeah, until I talk to you guys next time, have a happy Thanksgiving, eat lots of food, ride your bikes, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Second podcast, you've done this. Yeah, pretty experienced. Yeah, I've done some podcasting. <laughs> no. I had a radio show. No way. At KDUR for five years called Cycle Squawk. Oh, so every, that's kind of what Mike brought back. Yeah, and it was every Tuesday for thirty minutes. So Russell Zimmerman and I down at the Cyclery, you know Durango Cyclery, one of the I, bike shops in town. He used Durango to be the Cycler. owner. But uh, yeah, him and I ran it together, and it was like a weekly informative. Yeah, just cycling. Let, let everybody know what's going on in there. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Dude, that's so sick. And it was on iTunes for the first few years, and then it wasn't. And then I had kids, and then they were like, "Okay, we got to take a break." You have kids too, right? I do. So I have a two and a half year old and a one month old. Oh damn! <laughs> How did you get up here? What I have doing? a really, really uh, cool wife. Oh, cool. We make it work. Nice. Yeah, I got a three-year-old and a seven-month-old. So we're kind of in the same gap. We're in the same boat, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> You're a few minutes. Yeah. It's tough, huh? It is, It's man. amazing. It, it's it's amazing. tough, but it's... Yeah. It's not tough because it's fun at the same time, I guess. Yeah. I guess it'd be tough if you... I don't know how to say it nicely, but if I don't have your priorities in order, I guess yeah, that could yeah. be kind of totally. challenging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it's, um, yeah. It's you hard. know, me and my wife are kind of older. We're not young. I, I imagine if I had kids when I was 20. Yeah. I could see how that'd be pretty miserable. But yeah. I'm 29. She's 30, 30 yeah. 31. And uh, I guess we're pretty mature. We've kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you've done what you wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me with the cycling job and the travel, the coaching. I can't imagine. All the, the leaving. 
That's the hardest thing. Because when we go to nationals and stuff, I'm gone for a whole week, you know. You, you don't take the fam with you? <clears throat> no, I can't. It's just it's too just, hectic? Yeah, it's 24-7 job when you're on... You go to these nationals. You're just helping, constantly helping the kids, right? Yeah, or just, yeah, setting up stuff at the venue, waiting for them to practice. You can't, there's no, like, there is, but it's like an hour. (laughs) And then you're like, all right, I got to go do whatever. (laughs) So I don't know what to do. It's hard. Yeah. Because I love my jobs, but. Your jobs? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love my jobs, but and I love my kids. It'll be easier once they're a little older. I'll start being able to bring. You bring think them they'll uh, be into biking? Yeah, probably. So far, Bo is my older son. He loves all sports, though. So we'll see. I don't push him into anything. I just kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. People ask me that sometimes, and I'm just like, whatever he does, I guess I'll try to help him yeah. best I can. Yeah. Is that kind of how you are? So, oh yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah, it's kind of the balance is the key and me not being a coach to him. Yeah. I'm his dad. And so I try to get other friends or kids to kind of motivate him in that regard. There's my, yeah. there's the moments, but <clears throat> well, I guess, uh, cool. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. <clears throat> we'll go ahead and let you just introduce yourself. You don't have to go too in depth, mm-hmm. but just real quick, kind of, um, how you're tied to all this? I'm pretty. I'm stoked to be in this room. What's this room called? What's the shop called? Just this is you... just the Fort Lewis Cycling Office. Dude, it's totally decked out. Yeah. Like, all these jerseys have a. Is that they all belong to someone important? Yeah, I mean they're 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 alumni who've gone on to do things, or friends of the program. I mean, we have even more, but we're about to move in to a building right across the parking lot. It's going to get super renovated, or like. Um, it's like $4 million remodel just for us. Dude. Cycling. I know. But so we kind of like put the gabosh on putting, hanging up a bunch more stuff. But yeah, yeah we have a, probably like triple that wow. that we're going to put up in our new place. And these are all of our, we have 24 national titles. So those are just a few of the, the U.S. jerseys hanging up there. You get a jersey when you wish to win the national champs, and then our trophy case is off the hook. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty blown away, man. I, I didn't know it was gonna. Uh, you guys had all this going on. Yeah, and these antlers—that's our recent win. Those are last. Is that year. really a trophy? Yeah, the antlers. Now, mountain bike nationals. When we see here's the oh wow, this is the mountain bike action. But there's there's the antlers from last year. Dude. Only in Missoula. That's kind of Missoula's little. Trophy thing, yeah. <clears throat> That's so sick. Yeah, it is cool. Okay, so yeah, go ahead. To just real quick, kind of what? Yeah, uh, so I got here. You know. Yeah, my name is Chad Cheney, and I'm 39 years old. Nice. And I've been riding bikes since 1992, mountain bikes. And before that, I saw the movie Rad in 1986, and I was hooked on bikes. Everybody tells me about this movie, and I still haven't watched you it. You have to see it. I'm going to write it down right, yeah, here, right now. Rad. Watch Rad. Capital R-A-D. It's Where amazing. is this filmed? All over the country? You know, I once, one of my athletes, I was trying to tell him to watch it, and I was telling him it was on YouTube, but I think it's been pulled off YouTube. Oh, no. 
but I swear somewhere on the internet you can get it in three parts okay. from YouTube. So I don't know. I'm to check but, it out. Yeah. But it's worth it just to buy it. I mean, 12 <laughs> bucks. It's so worth it. Your kids are going to love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just 80s cheese and so like sick. glorious bike moments and the perfect little story. Guy gets the girl, wins the city. <laughs> oh, it's a real city movie. City race. Oh yeah, no, it's Oh, a, okay. I thought it was like documentary like Oh no, it's a it's a cheesy music. 80s glorious movie with Bart O'Connor's in it or oh. Bart Connor and then the Lori Lachlan, the girl from Full House, oh, Joey's yeah. <laughs> Joey's uh or yeah, anyway. I'm 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 diving in too deep. Okay, so you watched this. But yeah, I watched that. that I was hooked and then mountain bikes were big. I'm from Bend, Oregon. Oh, okay. Then found out my hero was Greg. My hero, Greg Herbold, was my second cousin when I was like in middle or when I was a freshman in high school. And then I was like, I have to come to Durango <laughs> and go to where my heroes are. <laughs> so that's how I got here. And I wasn't even going to go to college. I was just going to chase my dream of riding bikes and just go from there. But. I found out there was a college here, and my parents hooked it up and got me into school, so Dude, I lucked sweet. out. Yeah, it was sweet. Um, what other hobbies do you have outside of mountain biking? Are you... Uh, um, ball sports. I was, really? Ball, I wanted to be John Elway when I was a kid. Play for the Dolphins? No. Broncos. What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> it's just a funny shirt. My, my son is really into all the teams, and this is a really vibrant... Dolphins shirt. So, shirt. <laughs> yeah, when I walked in, my boss gave me that look too. Like, what's up? And I was like, they're harmless. They're harmless. And <laughs> he's right. like, you're right. You're right. They are harmless. Dolphins ain't doing anything. <laughs> yeah, for a long time. So, yeah. So football, baseball, basketball. I played soccer up until varsity in high school, and around my junior year, my coach asked me, you know. Or I asked him if I could skip a couple games to go to some races. And he was like, well, you got to let me know which sport you like better, biking or soccer. And I was like, I think biking. I think I'm going to biking. And then so he benched me. Oh, man. So it was kind of like this turning point where I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm going to pick cycling over team and ball sports. So that was kind of the last ball sporting. But then I've play like city league basketball for a decade until I had kids. So I still really love just anything athletic and teamy and kind of strategic. I love golf and running and okay. whatever. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I guess what I really want to talk about is, uh, Durango Devo. That's, yeah. that's kind of more your, your baby, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or does Devo and Fort Lewis college kind of, are they intertwined somehow? I mean, yeah. Or are they kind of... I mean, yeah, like we've all worked together for years and, you know, Dave and Elka have all been a part of Devo from the beginning too. But yeah, it's like something okay. myself and Sarah Tesher created in 2006. Okay. If yeah. somebody listening to this that, uh, what, what do they expect from Durango Devo? If they have a kid, want them to ride a bike, how, how, does, how does it all work? Well, I think, you know, they they just expect a group ride and uh, a week or a, like an eight, six to ten week program 
with a coach that's going to be with their kids every single week and probably some different trailheads where you meet so it's kind of a it's a little action-packed slice of cycling and you know six to ten weeks with a coach to guide them along but we're all about having fun and trying you know our motto is to create lifelong cyclists yeah so that's kind of racing was never really the ultimate goal of the program it was always just you know somehow help the athlete or the young child figure out what he likes about cycling and you know motivate him to carry on those healthy habits exactly through his childhood and you know, show them the ways you can do it as an adult all the way up until you're an old man, so, old woman. Because probably a big part of it is if you don't have that coaching, you don't just kind of giving them tips on how to not go out and ride in, like, a pair of Nikes or, like, gym shorts. You guys kind of help out like that, get them yeah. comfortable yeah. on their bike and then make totally. sure their their bars aren't rolled funky mm-hmm. and just... just Getting them to continually have fun on their bike. Is that, yeah. that kind of how the program works? Yeah, those, work? those little Keep things for fun. sure. I mean, that's what our coaches are best at, you know, because all of our coaches are, like, passionate cyclists because we have, you know, this young community with the college here. So we have yeah. all these, like, people that move here to ride. So yeah. all of our coaches are, you know, the majority of them are, like, amazing, passionate. Have some kind of yeah. career or they're not been doing it for a yeah, while. Yeah, and, and not all of them are cycling industry people. They're ma- they all have other jobs, but they just love cycling so much. They'll they want to give back. So, yeah, you know, wearing underwear under your chamois, like you were saying, just like <laughs> basketball shorts and your high tops. You know, the, those are the hard things if you live in some, you know, you, if you don't have someone, an expert around you to kind of teach you the ropes early, it takes you longer to find the love in this sport because you know cycling is a gear intensive and it's you know it can be uncomfortable so you know the quicker you can figure out how to be comfortable and make it fun as a young person the quicker you're gonna just enjoy the the benefits of cycling so yeah yeah when when we get newbies into the program i mean the the parents could expect within one or two weeks their kid is going to be looking and feeling more like a cyclist than when they enter but it's really all about being part of a group and growing learning skills in a group setting whereas before devo cycling to in my world and in the in you know in durango was about the motor racing you know signing up for races and that's yeah. where Devo kind of brought in the ball sports model where it's like, let's make it a team sport, learn from each other and have a coach that tracks you through a season that you meet and ride with three times a week. So like ball sports, you know, when you're on a football team, exactly. you get to go to practice every day of the week and you learn from the second string punter, you know, and then cycling, it wasn't like that. It was like kids just going off riding and maybe they're friends. So they link up and ride, but most likely it wasn't happening so Devo was kind of created to be like let's bring in these 12 kids we know are out there riding and racing yeah and give them some guidance and point them in the right direction so well, I'm always curious how do you get something like this to expand because I, I live in Aztec and I'm I always would like something see something like that 
especially in the high school. Uh huh. I always thought it'd be cool for like Astig, Farmington, Bloomfield to have to compete in the high school because there's a high yeah. school series, right? Totally, like, yeah. Right? Colorado has a high school league that any any town that's outside of Colorado, another state uh-huh. that's interested, can join it. Okay. So you could easily do it because there's a Wyoming has a team. There's another New Mexico team. Really? Yeah. That's so, what I think we need to get on the ball down there. Um, somebody does. Maybe me. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I can't do it. It's a group. You guys, you got to have a tremendous team behind you of people motivated. No, it's <laughs> very, very grassroots, and they're all different. Like our yeah. our Durango high school teams, there are we have paid coaches, and we are we're we are very professional about the whole deal. But there's teams that are like, you know, one volunteer dad and a there may be a, only a like teacher in the school that three to, three shows to five interest. Yeah. Oh, totally. No. I think we need to get it's something. It's easy. There's Especially there's, now with the alien bike shop. I think they oh, help out totally. You should do that. And then you, you have, you know, you don't have to have a bunch of trails mm-hmm. around you. I mean, you can meet on the campus after school and do stuff on the track or come up with creative ways to ride around the train around your, on your school property. So it's really just getting the, getting someone from the school interested in being the school representative okay because it can't be an outside group and then they just like we're going to call ourselves aztec high <clears throat> As, there has to be a teacher from one of them that's like, like the athletic director no, or any teacher or just like the math guy who happens to have a mountain bike and he's like sure i got all this time i'm not married you know between equations i can yeah you know like seriously it's it's the full spectrum of what you would imagine that would be sick. Yeah. I think that would, that, um, how, how does the race series go? Um, <clears throat> so around, is it just in Colorado? It's just in Colorado and Colorado is so big that they've split it into North and South divisions. Perfect. So there's a North series and a South series and you basically just travel with your team and there's freshman, sophomore, JV and varsity. So if you're a freshman, you have to race freshman. If you're Perfect. a sophomore, you have to race sophomore and then JV and varsity are, you know, for the the faster racers. But then if you have like a superstar freshman, freshman, they can like petition and get an upgrade. <laughs> but it's not like it's not like normal mountain biking where we're always trying to like upgrade and be in the next level. Yeah. They really hold them back and they're like, this is be in your peer group until you've developed within that group and then you move right. up. So. It's a cool, slow process with NICA. I bet there's some fast high school kids, huh? These there are, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Is it different disciplines or just cross-country? No, country? it's just cross-country. Cross and it's very tame terrain, so okay. it's very beginner-friendly. So the whole thing about NICA is they have, a, they have specifications for courses on how much elevation per lap, oh, okay. how technical, how much percentage of single track to double track... Okay. There can't be a climb over a certain percentage. So as like a technical mountain bike lover, and like I know you are too, at, at first you see those things and you're like, this is ridiculous. But then when you go to a race, you're like, oh, I get it. It's because yeah. now there's you know half of the 1,200 kids that show up on a weekend to race high school mountain biking. 
half of them are like full-on beginners, like T-shirt and basketball shorts and basketball shoes like we were talking about. Like even Walmart bikes out there. So you're like... And that's the beauty of Nike. They can that, still run the whole course. Yeah. And so it's the top end that get a little cranky. Like yeah. if there's like some really racy guys, you know, who race all year and then they get to Nike. But yeah, it's been so positive the past, you know, it's been around since 0, 0, 10, 2010 okay. in Colorado. So... We don't really get that as much anymore. There's not as many kids complaining about the course too easy. Nice. But you should start a team in Aztec. It sounds perfect. Would they ever race something like Alien? Or because it's out of Colorado, it's um, kind of hard to... No, well, the because North would, and the South League are starting to have to pick different venues. Because that would be... That's, that's the one that's not a lot of elevation. It's pretty yeah. flat. But then you got to think about, is there a place to park for... Yeah, 800 families definitely not out there yeah 800 so yeah we're talking like i don't know if you saw pictures from ewing mesa or drango mesa from the state champs two weeks ago no but i wanted to ask you about that because yeah. i was just checking it out on social media yeah what exactly was that it was that was the colorado state champs so that was for high school yeah high so school that was the the top 60 percent in every freshman jv whatever all those four categories. That was the top. I, I'm not specific here, but it's pretty much the top 60% of the fields okay. in the North Conference and the South Conference come nice. together and wow. have a state champ. So the previous four years, it was in Eagle, Colorado. Wow. And so this year, we won the bid to host it here. So all the teams came down here. But yeah. the, most of the season, there's four races you know, they're September to mid-October, so every other weekend in that eight weeks, there's four races, and they're all up on the front range. So there's one in Nathrop, which is near Salida. There's okay. one in Eagle. There's one in Frisco. There's one in Leadville. I'm trying to think of where it is. So it's all kind of up there. So I know where Salida is. Where's Eagle? Eagle, Eagle is kind of near Vail. Okay. Oh, yep. yep. Vail. Yeah, there's and some cool trails Frisco's there, And right? over there, too, Winter Park. All that. All on I-70, pretty much. Huh? Yeah, they, it, that's the hard thing about <clears throat> in every state now is finding venues. Do you, do you guys have to go to race on I-70? Is that part of South or is that oh, part yeah, of North? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, we drive. So you got to... Do they let you take a school bus or... No, I mean, we rent vans and we have Devo vans. So we run the high school league in Durango through Devo. So we use all of our infrastructure to get the kids. Whereas most schools, it's very, it's all volunteer run. So it's like that one volunteer teacher, and then it's, you know, 30 parents. Like uh, Boulder High, up in Boulder, they have like 180 kids on the team. Something ridiculous. <laughs> so like literally, it's bigger than any sport at the high school. Football, baseball, soccer. And they, they win. They won the D1 <laughs> champs. And they win. <laughs> yeah. And, the, you know, they have a lot of resources being in Boulder, and they have that so many sick. parents. and So they kind of carpool. And then when you get to the venue, you each team gets a pit space. Okay. Which is kind of cool. So you've been to moto races and Absolutely, yeah. BMX, biking. <clears throat> yeah. You know, they, there's the pit. And, like, in normal cycling, 
anymore. It's not really the hype that it used to be in the right. 90s. It's like the pit. There's the pit, whatever. They race through the pit No, area. but No, that's oh, where okay. they just, just kinda... meet, and they have their trailer, and they all have their own Perfect. little yeah, yeah. kitschy thing to gotcha, gotcha. cheer on the races. So it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of energy. I mean, you can picture 80 teams each getting a 20 by 20 space to, like, put up trainers and chairs and a tent. And then spout out their school spirit. Yeah. So it's cool. It's it's bigger than football. I shouldn't say that, but it's bigger. Than no, football. no. I, I think it's. Uh, There's just more. I like it. Yeah, it's cool. Football's football's interesting. They're they're finding more and more out with like head injuries and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that yeah, kind of yeah. a bad deal? Yeah. I love football, but I, uh, looking back, I'm like, damn, I don't want my kid. Did you play football? Yeah. I don't want my kid just yeah. like. As the more and more statistics come out in studies, you kind of like, man, it's pretty rough. Yeah, and I, I. My wife were talking about that the other day. Yeah, and it's not like the sport is bad. It's just like, there's like four punks on every team that do that kind of stuff where you're just standing there yep. and you're, it's like a prank and you go up and you just nail the guy as hard as you can. <clears throat> I mean, that happened to me. I remember standing there. And a kid just full on Londo at my head with his helmet and knocked me down. They're all laughing like it was a big joke. And, you know, we were friends later. And I was, he was an older kid. And but, it was just uh, like, but that, you know, that happens damage, yeah. with that sport. I was, uh, I was talking to my wife about that. And I was saying that uh, yeah, I've had pretty bad concussions in the past. But it's... Uh, I think it's different with because I grew up racing motocross and then uh, I've probably knocked myself out once once or twice on the mountain bike already but you chill down after you do something like that yeah. you chill down you don't ride your bike as hard you take it easy for a couple of weeks before you have this like healing period before you take another impact yeah yeah I feel like um, something like boxing or um, well boxing or football. Maybe not. But football, right it's like there. you got these young kids in middle school practicing, and they practice every day. So they're going and getting hit in the head. And then going, and then back. going back to practice the next day. Totally. Getting hit in the head more. Yeah. But I don't know enough about it. To really, well, yeah, no, I mean, that's the, that's like, the age range feel like, when most damage happens is that yeah. pubescent range. It's almost feel like mountain biking safer even though you might have sacrificed a couple of collarbones or something. Yeah, because you get scared, and then you're like, I'm not going to hit a jump for, for a But now, I mean, couple with, weeks. with our proto- concussion protocol now, like, I mean, mountain bike season for the college up here, I mean, we have, every weekend, we have one to five kids that slap their head and then choose not to race that weekend with the coaches, you know, talk, talking with the coaches or with their friends or the race officials, and then they come back here, and then we send them to the health center. Perfect. And then usually the health center shuts them down for at least a week, if not two or three, and then they have to get cleared okay. before they <clears throat> before they can even ride again. Very cool. Yeah. So it's and that's just been kind of ramping up in the past three, four, or five years. Yeah. <clears throat> the 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 people in Devo. Are they uh, college students, or do you, once you, what are the ages for Devo? What's the ages? We, What's we the age? do programming for push bike okay. up to high school, but we don't really do past high school. Okay. 
So yeah. once you're past high school, you kind of do the Fort Lewis. Yeah, uh, you go on to collegiate cycling or and that's a whatever. whole other series. Yeah, it's a whole other, yeah. Cool, I'm learning so much, man. I don't know anything about this stuff. Yeah, so Devo is basically, we have Junior Devo, which is push bikers to fifth graders. Okay. And that's every spring and fall, we do eight-week programs for the for elementary down to babies, like one-and-a-half-year-olds. And then, so though in spring and fall, those groups ride with the same coaches in groups of anywhere from 10 to 20. Is it, wait, uh, an eight-week program in the spring and then a different eight-week program in the fall? Yeah, so, so in, the, so. in the spring, let's say your son is in first grade, he signs up for Devo, he gets in the first grade group, and there may be two first grade groups, but he'll have like 10 to 20 kids in his class or four to six coaches and they meet every week the same 10 to 20 kids same coaches for eight weeks in a row at a different trailhead around durango so one for week one they meet at horse gulch go on a two-hour ride week two and then they have a certain skill that their coaches talk about that day perfect week two they meet at Leyden, they go ride test tracks. Week three, they go out to Falls Creek. Week four, somewhere else, Animus. So it's a progressive, you know, eight weeks where they have coaches teaching them one skill and then kind of corralling them into their social, yeah. you know, getting that whole part of the grouping. And then, and then in the summer, we have camps. So for elementary, for junior Devo. So in the summer, we do like... We have a science bike camp down at the powerhouse where you talk about, you ride bikes and then you go, you talk about something like the wheel and the gyroscopic effects of the wheel and why going faster keeps you more upright and that's why you can ride with no hands and not steer. So we, or suspension and how does suspension work and we go meet Diaz and he shows us the internals and how to you know how it actually works so, so we have the science camp and then we have perg camps so we have you know just like three week long like Technical 8 a.m to noon where they just ride the lifts and do stuff and for the little guys and then we also have gravity camps for the junior kids that thinking they want to like be a downhiller perfect so that's kind of our junior devo offerings spring summer fall and then we have our upper level Devo programs, which is what which is what I manage. Okay. Um, we have a separate manager for the all the junior, junior Devo stuff, okay. and that's Aubrey Volger. Um, the upper level is what I manage, and that's U14 and U19, which okay. is middle school and high school basically. And then we have Explorers, which is our like bike packing group. Oh, nice. And then we have Flyers, which is our, you've seen those guys at the Zia series. The Flyers are Enduro guys. Oh, okay. There's the kids that are all rippers. And some of your Aztec guys are on. Scazia Trek team? Or is that totally different? that's totally different. Okay, okay. And then we have. They're just called Durango Flyers. Yeah. And uh, is that Robbie or Robert? Rob. Rob, Just Rob. Rob Is that what they call him? Yeah, Rob Nichols is the head coach of that. Okay, yeah, I've met Rob. He's a cool dude. Yeah. And he kind of coaches the Flyers. Yeah, yeah, he's the head coach. And then we have DRP, which is our race program, Devo Race Program. Nice. And we have Cyclocross, which is happening now. So the middle school team also meets in the spring and the fall, but unlike 
unlike the junior Devo, they're more of like, then they go into the summer. So their program isn't just eight weeks. It's oh, like right. 20. Yeah. And they kind of are like trying to figure out what they like about biking. So that's our hugest groups, the U14ers. That's middle school. So we have like 30, we had 30 middle schoolers on the team. We had six coaches. And they do, like, they go to some races. They go on some, like, shred trips, one or two a season. And their their coaches are basically trying to, like, be like, oh, yeah, you seem to like suffering. You don't mind climbing. You might like to try racing. Kind of find their niche. Or you love jumping and you hate going uphill. Maybe you should try (laughs) doing some of the Zia series. Or you are just... (laughs) <laughs> you need to just do something different. You don't want to, you know, so. And then and then U19 is like the high school spring and summer team. Um, it's kind of falling down. The numbers are going down a little bit because um, the fall high school league is so big that all the high school kids just want to do the fall series and not so much in the spring. Um, is that based on just events, opportun- different events or something? Yeah, or wh- why do they do the fall? The high school league. Oh, so oh. the state champs you saw, oh, it's gotcha. so that's popular true. and it's based okay. around schools. So there's just a lot of like... A lot of more hype around that. Yeah. That Whereas in the spring, we don't have like a killer yeah. s- spring mountain bike series, you know. Back yeah. in the day when we started gotcha. Devo, there was Mountain States Cup. And then there's also this thing called Four Corners Cup. Yeah, well, where was that? that I heard was, about that. Yeah, Four never... Corners Cup was amazing, and that that was like pre-Devo, but that was kind of the got people out where all him. these kids that we started Devo with got their racing experience mainly from. So it was like Bayfield, Aztec, Durango, Silverton, Dolores, um, all these crazy small towns around us had little grass gr- grassroots races. And like literally, gra- like Alien Run. So like yeah. Alien Run was one. Phil's, you know, Phil's used to have one before the Twelve Hours came out. So. And they made a race series out of that. Yeah. Who ran so, that? You know, it was like a couple guys that could work together pretty good. But then, and each promoter, you know, it it wasn't a money making thing yeah. for anybody. But what blew it up is nobody could get along in the end. All the promoters <laughs> were like, well, I want this, I want that, I want this, dude, I want that. And then they all blew up. But yeah. for a glorious probably four or five years, it was it was amazing. So all the little juniors could go around and race for free nice. to all these little dinky races and just get an intro into racing. The Mountain States Cup was like had a pretty good series going on. I don't know if you ever remember that. I never heard of that mountain. But States yeah, Cup. it was it was, was really good. Yeah, and it was very high level. I mean, it was all over Colorado, but it was like a solid Colorado XC slash DH series. Okay. Whereas you know, like Colorado doesn't have a cross country series. The the Chocolate Bunny, the Rocky Mountain Race series kind of tried it. But I don't know if you went to any of those. They were kind of no. duds. Yeah. Cross country, cross country series. So that. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any... But uh, back in the day, there used to be cross-country series okay. that you would... The kids would... You know, it was something to be a series champion. Yeah. So the kids would gotcha. want to go to like, I'm going to go to three out of the five and try to be the champ. Whereas now there's all these individual races everywhere and kids are like, why would I go do this and that and this and that? And yeah. 
they want to be like a series champ or a state exactly. or a national champ. So anyway, huh. um, I don't know where I was going with that originally. No, but that's pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> what was I going to ask? Oh, yeah. So the high school team, the U19 team has kind of fallen away in the spring because we don't have like a a series or something, yeah. some goal for them to dive into. Oh, and, this one, yeah. and fall is so big time with state champs and Colorado high school racing that we're like, save it all for that because it's amazing. So, But then we also have the Flyers. They, they are riding and racing together from April to October. The race team, DRP, is like, we'll start up in late December all the way to August. Cyclocross is... October to December. Do they so. hit uh, like the the D, you said DRB? DRP. DRP. Do they hit the big mountain enduros and stuff like that? Um, our flyers is the the enduro racers. Oh, so they kind of go to the. We have we have kinda. like three or four kids that do both gravity and endurance, but our flyers have been yeah doing Scott Enduro Cups, BMEs, sick all the small ones too like we're I, yeah we have some champions and uh, uh Ainsley Haggard won the oh, nice. won that gravity games you were at she won the whip off male oh, nice. and female she won the overall <laughs> there's some stuff. good wipeouts on that table oh though. really yeah it's cool I watched it for a while <laughs> oh nice um but yeah we have over 890 different kids that have signed up for a Devo program just this year. 890. We have 115 coaches. 89 of them are paid. The others are volunteers. How do you guys manage all that? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. My head's falling off right now. No, I mean, we're, I mean, we're, thankfully we're very supported by the, the big players in the community. Like, yeah, that's you what know, I was gonna ask. Mercy how, uh, and Fort Lewis College, and okay, you know, I was gonna ask you uh, the main. Do you guys get bikes? Do you guys give bikes oh, no. to kids, or they buy their no, own bike? Yeah, that's that's probably the hardest thing being in the black hole of, yeah. you know, where we are here in the four corners. Like, <laughs> we get a lot of good local support, but yeah, anything from the industry or right. outside of the community, you're not really in California or something. Yeah, so it's like. Um, you know, I'm very... It's hard to get in with, like, the bike manufacturer. Yeah, and it's and that's just a game in itself that right. takes a lot of time away from what we do best, which is getting kids on bikes and showing them how to love the sport, so... You give them, like, a... I'm sure all the local shops kind of hook them up a little bit. Yeah, they get, like, discount. 10% here and there. Like, Second Ab is our biggest big oh, cool. team sponsor, so... And they've been amazing to us for the whole 10 years. Durango Cyclery was our initial initial team sponsor and they were I mean that's the thing we're all we're all friends here in this small town and we just help each other out and then sometimes you just take turns with friends helping out so dude I think that's what makes it work is that that teamwork mm -hmm. that community yeah none of you guys really care who succeeds I mean exactly I'd like to see that in yeah. all communities I think need totally. to be like more like that yeah it's it's a beautiful thing. Like I know, in twenty years from now, I'll look back and I'll be like, "Damn, that was special." That's like when I see your little, you know, Aztec, and I see yeah. you doing those group rides. Yeah. 
Like that is special stuff. It really is, man. I'm so and that's on gonna that. grow, and that just leads to things. And as long as you keep the the right passionate people leading that, and like bridging out and going with the flow of what's hot in the moment, maybe fat bikes get hot, and everyone yeah. wants to fat bike, or maybe it's e-bikes, or you know, just starting going with all that, and like cause that's how Devo, you know, started. We we're not making a lot of money. We're just passionate people who are just making smiles yeah yeah and i i can't take no credit for the group rides down there that that's uh maddie maddie yeah maddie. yeah you, have you met them? i have you know yeah, them? yeah they're uh, super alien cool. run guys oh. or alien, alien bike shop it was cool to see them oh. how are you good we'll see you tonight yeah cool What's up, man? <laughs> it's cool to see them start that because uh even though they don't go some days they still get a big turnout like it's just kind of became its own uh it's like taking care of itself yeah people just meet there every thursday now totally and, uh, oh it's so cool i'm uh i'm always trying to figure out what to do what changes to do i tried to build a little pump track down at riverside yeah i gotta go down there and redo it it didn't it didn't turn out so well you used machines and stuff and did yeah it? um but I have a, I'll, I'll have a tractor. I need to go to, I, I have an idea of how I want to change it. I just need to get the time to go down there. Yeah. So the cool thing is the city of Astic, they're totally cool with us doing pretty much whatever. They're That's saying. cool. Yeah. So they're cool with it. Um, as far as trails like Alien and stuff, I'm always wanting to do something fun and creative out there. Maybe like a flow trail or, uh-huh. I know you guys do your camp out there every yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys have that little spot. Is that private land or is that BLM or? Is that yeah, a private it's, piece? It's, uh, it's BLM. There's a nice. chunk to the west that's private. Okay. Um, when you drive up the hill, kind of? Yeah. It's fenced in, so it's like, fenced it's just in. this chunk. And the Alien Run rides yeah, yeah, yeah. right by it. And like, oh, there's a barbed wire fence out here. Exactly. That's that little private chunk. Oh, okay. But, yeah, we always thought that's where, when the Alien, when the alien ship crash-landed up there, that's where the government came in, like that where <laughs> we can't. building. Yeah, because it's all terraced, and it's like and there's like there's little, little buildings, foundations, foundations yeah. and it's all like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and so we're all like, oh yeah, this is where it all went down, like where they took the aliens out and they like hit them. Yeah, yeah, and checked them out. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Do you have any info on that? No, you but get to the bottom of that, man. <clears throat> My guess would be it's some oil field, like yeah. an old compressor station or something. I don't know. I know. But the way it's terraced, it's so it's weird, interesting. Huh? Yeah, I, I it doesn't it. make a lot of sense unless you were gonna, you know. Autopsy it's right by where the little crash light was, huh? Exactly. It's right below it. <laughs> you just line, you just yeah, ladder up there, bring down the alien bodies, check them out, <laughs> get out. Haul of there. them off. Yeah, haul them off. No, but I want that spot. I it's do sweet, want right? to. Uh, the jumps. I always wanted to talk potential. with the alien, with not alien, uh, the BLM. Yeah. And actually build like a bike park right there. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder if that could be done, because I, I I have access to equipment. Yeah. And I could get it out there. Uh huh. I just. You know who wants a bike but, park is Joe Williams on his Hydro Pure, Pure property. Oh, that's right. And that butts right up to the Road Apple, the north end of the Road Apple. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, he's like. I want to have a bike park here. Seriously. Have you heard him say that? Yeah. So he's actually... Is that, so we, I'm 
currently I'm president of Aztec Trails Open Space. Mm-hmm. Joe Williams is the vice president. Oh. But he doesn't come to a lot of meetings, but oh, okay. <laughs> I still talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Really. And uh, yeah, he's, he's told me something. He's mentioned that before. I need to get out there and check it out. It's it, the is perfect it, slope. I mean, it's sandy. But as long as you have like it's a, a downside to everything, no, you can carry momentum. Huh? He's got it. He's because we cross race out there. So and he's always every time I see him, he's like selling me out. If you lose speed, uh, just throw a roller, huh? So you can pump. Oh yeah, no, it's it's the <laughs> perfect grade, all the way down to his little where his actual something. business is. Because I think sometimes pub like private property like that's probably easier to work with. Oh, than so much easier. PLMs, and that's right near the high school. Yeah. You know. I need to get on it, man. I'm slacking. No. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just trying to put some bugs in your ears. Sick, man. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know what else you want to talk about, I guess. Do you need to get back to work? You don't have a lot of time, huh? I can Um, take a few more questions or whatever if there's something that's... I was, I was going to ask you about Enduro. Is that is that growing? Is that something you guys see kind of taking over? Yeah, I, big time. I'm not I'm not in, uh, like I said, I haven't been in as long as you guys have, but a little bit of time I have been in it, I've seen the technology and the bikes just go like crazy. Like mm-hmm. I literally started like three years ago. And I feel like, I feel like right around after the time I started, that was three or three and a half years ago. There were still like some 26 inch bikes. And so yeah. I feel like I started around the time kind of dropper posts were getting super popular and 27 five wheels and they were building 29ers more sturdy. Uh-huh. And so like the time I've had in the sport has just been like, I've only rode nothing but sick bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seems like every bike manufacturer builds something enduro based or uh-huh. is yeah. it? I don't know. It's like, yeah, yeah, so I mean, as juniors in enduro has been the tricky thing because it's such a, it's like multiple downhill races with less gear. So it's it is a little more dangerous because you're not getting all the practice time in on yeah. a track, and then you're just kind of winging it, and then you're there's some pedally sections, so you're getting like out of breath, and then having to dive into like gnarly sections. So. For a junior, it's a hard sport. Like cross country, I'm like, I love the sport of cross country for juniors because it teaches all these life lessons <laughs> in one little two-hour race, you know? Yeah. They cry, they laugh, <laughs> they want to quit, and then they finish. And they're like, greatest day of my life. And then they eat all this good food. Their body's getting fit. Enduro, it's like, it's not the most beautiful junior sport because... It's way more looks, you know, it's a lot more practice intensive, like to actually do good, you have to go four or five days ahead of time, Right. figure out how to get on shuttles, buy lift passes, stay on a mountain resort, do all these different like backcountry laps. Yeah. makes no sense for a junior. <laughs> and spend all this money, 200 to $1,000 to do a race. Yeah. Cross country is like expensive. free for most juniors or 50 at the most. So it's like, but the bikes are good. Kids, families, you know, love traveling, going outdoors, camping or supporting yeah. their kids. So I think for a small amount of the juniors, it is a beautiful thing. And I, yeah. I'm supporting it fully. And I want Devo, I want the Devo Enduro portion of the program to grow for sure but 
as far as longevity, I don't see it like as my number one. Right. Like I'm still all in on cross country just because of that fitness and life skill. You know. You know, it takes so much personal strength to finish a cross country race. Yeah. It's hard. And, it's, but, and that's what's beautiful about it. You overcome obstacles and you realize, yeah. oh, I can do that. I didn't think I could or I thought I was going to die. Yeah. And I'm still able to finish the race. And then the community part of that, you're out there with all these other people racing around you. So it's yeah, it's beautiful. Unfortunately, the glitz and the glamour of Enduro is taking a lot of riders away from cross country and then they get there to enduro and they're like oh i can't afford this or oh i'm broken now for the whole year i broke my collarbone yeah or my 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 bike i broke my wheel in practice i can't afford another wheel yeah so it's i mean i don't do as many enduros just because it's just it's hard yeah it's hard on hard on like you said your equipment you have to buy tires all the time you have blown them wheels are a pain in the ass um, but do you still race? Yeah. yeah. You still race cross country? Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going to try to race everything till the day I die. Nice. That's my goal. Because then I can eat as much ice cream and have a few beers <laughs> till the quit, day I die. You quit racing, you can't. <laughs> yeah, if I quit racing, I, <laughs> Gotta I have to. Die. Yeah, totally. <laughs> how funny. Um, how about racing here in Durango? I've always been curious of the, uh, because back in the day it was real big, right? Mm-hmm. And then, Today is it real? Um, do you feel like there needs to be some bigger races come back here? Or yeah, I mean, it's... it is. We're on the we're on the verge of an amazing, amazing next wave of big races coming here uh-huh. with the Scott Enduro Cup. Yeah, I mean, we had BMEs here, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, but they Didn't were. Didn't they have it like on horse, like somewhere in, yeah, in town? Yeah, Kennebec to town, and then it was in Horse Gulch. Like Colorado Trail, it was amazing. Canterbury to the bridge. You've ridden that trail? Nope. Colorado. Oh, you haven't? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, Canterbury no. Pass to the bridge. Then you climb up an hour or so, and then High Point down to Junction Creek. And I've rode just a piece amazing. of that. Amazing. And then yeah, Carbon Junction. It was like top of uh, Kreitz. Okay. To Carbon Junction. Is that when you get to the top of the Telegraph? You just turn yeah, off, go turn right. right away? Yeah, and then the other one was Raider Ridge, like full ridge from yeah. furthest point to the goat trail going down to the bottom. I don't know. It was rad. I heard myself on Raiders once. Is oh, everybody yeah. probably? Huh? I never I haven't yet. <laughs> Knock on fake wood. But yeah. Yeah, I hope to see some bigger races come back to to Durango. I think it's coming up. I mean, we don't have, like, a promoter in town. Right. You know, like, I I was in Bend for two years, three years ago, living. And uh, there was, like, three promoters in that community where that's all they did was promote a running race, swimming, Xterra, mountain bike. They just, that was their profession, and here in town, we have a lot of promoters that do one race. Right. Iron Horse. Yeah. Is that kind of the main one? Iron Horse. Yeah, and then... That's the big one, huh? I mean, I guess that's the only one. And we have a couple of Fondos. Yeah, there should be more. But like I said, we're a small town. Not a lot of resources. So that's the reason why. Like, if there was a lot more in-community money where, you know, I don't know. 
I, biking's so big, I feel like it's going to start changing a little bit, but <clears throat> it's just so hard to throw a race. Permits. Yeah, because Purgatory's wanting to uh, expand Perg's going to be good for that. Expand yeah. their... Uh, yeah, their trails, right? I mean, yeah, they're yeah. building, building more and more oh, stuff. Yeah, I mean, they had 2002 was their last mountain bike World Cup, and then like Devo, we've ran a few things up there, but the lifts were never open, so it always was, and they didn't build any trails on the mountain really. So now that it's full bike park, I mean, <laughs> sky's the limit. It's it's gonna happen. They're just gonna start building yeah. stuff on both sides of the hill. Yeah, it's That'd gonna it's gonna be sweet. And you've done the Zia series. That's yeah, just I mean, exploded that. the last two years. Whereas before it was all cross country and it yeah. saw the same 50 people. Those are my fun. Those are fun. I, I enjoyed because um, you meet people at those. Yeah. That, those are what I've really enjoyed the most is those. Um, and you don't have to do good. Like you can just Yeah, <laughs> totally. I don't, someone asked me one time if I even look at my how I did. I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, I just seriously want to go out and hang out with the people because it's fun. Yeah, dude. totally. It's so fun. Yeah, I, I love those. That's my little, those are my like World Cups. Like that's when I can like, like I do take them serious because yeah. most of the time I'm with kids not taking anything serious because I'm helping them exactly. with their yeah. serious race. So at those nights I'm like, you know, I think about my run. I try to pretend like it really oh, matters. And then I, I, you know, I've done pretty good, but yeah, it's kind of my And the reason I can't is because I race the Scott Enduro Cups. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, if I That's crash right. hard doing these yeah. ones, I'll be really upset with myself. Like you can't <laughs> it's you like, lose all that money. Yeah, totally. Because I'm like, look forward to the Scott and Drill Cups, and it's Scott and Drill Cups. I try to push it, but I'm so far out of the. Those guys are way fast. Yeah, it so, comes every year. You get faster if you put your. I do, man. Put your head in the right place, you know. Yeah, you just every year, like Moab. If I race, I plan to race Scott and Drill Cup this year. I'll I'll race Moab for this will be the fourth year because I. Oh, yeah. In 2016 was the first time I actually raced, oh, but I cool. only raced Moab and Angel Fire. Oh, okay. And then 17 and 18, I did the full series. Oh, cool. Well, you're fast for just starting. It's that moto background, huh? I think so. Just skills um, and strength and knowing how to... The hardest part has been uh, fitness. Yeah. That's uh, being able to pedal without your legs blowing up. Yeah. It takes a long time. Yeah. And in my position with kids and stuff, it's hard for me to go out every day and like train and do intervals. And, but it's been, it's been compounding through the years, man. Like I can really ride pretty decent now without getting tired. Like I can go, I remember I used to get tired, um, like Raiders Ridge, for example, or even that you're saying down carbon junction or whatever. Yeah. I remember not really being able to like stand up all the way down that without my back getting like, Oh, tired yeah. or like maybe one of my quads would start burning yeah yeah now those rides are like real easy for me nice. but um it's just i think your body just getting used to yeah, it yeah totally. that helps out a lot you know it's oh just, yeah once you have that base and your body can withstand the like uh i think just the beating is what it is it's like <laughs> i think it's just sitting in that squatting position elbows up yeah that just is really hard uh-huh do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, like, totally. It's a dynamic. Going sport down a mountain for, sure. for like 15 minutes is like burns your shoulders. Oh yeah, and your feet and your <laughs> hands and yeah. No, it's hard. And cross country is nice because you do get to sit down in the yeah. saddle. And it's more of a paced out. Yeah, but yeah. it's like a trade off, you know. Yeah. 
then can you just pedal super hard for? I know. How, what's a cross country race? Two to three, two hours. Yeah, hour to two hours. Hour to three. Excuse me. So it's like, uh, yeah, enduro. It's like downhill for a fifteen minute run, uh-huh. but then you get to just hang out. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I love enduro. Yeah. I, I'm in. I'm in love with it. I yeah. Just, just doesn't fit my lifestyle as much anymore. Dude, that's cool. Um, well, sweet. Well, I hope to see some stuff come back, man. And it's cool talking to you. And I, I'm gonna try to keep in touch and see if I could do something um, down in Aztec area. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, get the because I think it has a lot of potential to be the high school have a high school team. Totally. I mean, yeah, and so you, close you to have you those. Um, you have Campbell Chilson. You have some like fast enduro kids down there too. Yeah. Uh, uh, farmer oh yeah he's up here Garrett at school yeah will um yeah. he's killing he almost made our nationals team for downhill i know uh, josh snow oh yeah he, uh-huh. he was uh he's fast uh-huh um I'm ta- couple of guys I'm, i ride with i'm talking juniors though like oh okay the younger like 12 to 16 year olds i haven't met none of they them. do flyers mm-hmm. with us they drive oh, really? all the way up here or maybe they're from farmington Nice. Maybe. I don't really know. That's sick, anyway, though, that they come like up here. There's like three of them that drive up for every practice. Dude, that's sick. So sweet. Awesome. So man. anyway, yeah, if you want any help, you know, or any advice, I'm totally happy to help. That's my, for sure, main, man. my main love is getting more kids on bikes. Sick. Yeah. Awesome, Chad. I appreciate it, man. We'll wrap this up. Cool. And uh, maybe I'll just come up and catch up periodically. See yeah. what's going on. I like this. This is fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else. You got anything cool. to touch on? No. You, yeah, we're good. <laughs> awesome, dude. We'll talk Fort Lewis next time, maybe. Oh, yeah. Collegiate perfect. cycling. Yeah. That would be sick. I'll do my homework, too. That cool. way I'm a little more brushed up on this stuff. Sweet, yeah. But thank you. But yeah, my main thing is I wanted to get with you, kind of introduce Devo and let people know what it was all about. Uh-huh. And because uh, I, I personally didn't know, I don't know a lot about Devo. Yeah. I'm like, I just didn't know how they were all intertwined. Devo, yeah. uh, Skazia Trek, and they're just like their own deal, right? Skazia Trek. Yeah, they're, I mean, and yeah. And then Fort Lewis. Yeah. So it's all kind of. Yeah. But I imagine it's all the same people kind of. Yeah, exactly. Like all the kids on Skazia were former Devo kids and or then, former Fort Lewis kids. And then some of the Skazia Trek guys are coaches, right? Or With uh, Devo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. it all kind of yeah. floats over. Yeah, small town. (laughs) Sick chat. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Cool, Chris. Yeah, have a nice day. All right.